Are you looking for a speaker for your next event who's fun, fast-paced, enlightening, and did I mention life-saving? Then you need me, Pat Rulo, healthcare safety expert, patient advocate, and radio host. Visit speakupandstayalive.com or call 440-725-5462. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. Call 440-725-5462 or visit speakupandstayalive.com. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Welcome to Speak Up Talk Radio, where nothing is off limits when it comes to your health, wellness, healthcare safety, or just plain sanity. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo author of the book on the recommended reading list of the U.S. Army's Medical Department, titled Speak Up and Stay Alive, The Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide, available at the website speakupandstayalive.com. As a healthcare safety speaker, trainer, and researcher, it is my goal to keep you safe from what the masses embrace as normal. Thank you for joining me today as together we become the voice for informed choice. So turn off that microwave radiation emitting cell phone because it's time to get started. Today's guest is a gal who I met briefly at a recent speaking event. She mentioned that she had been through a very traumatic time with a back pain that was misdiagnosed and undiagnosed by 14 doctors and five chiropractors. At age 31, she was to the point of not walking and on disability from this mystery in her feet and legs that turned out to be far from a mystery and actually very common. So I thought I'd share her and her experience with you as a way to help you to not go through what she went through. She is Stacy Pangle, and so it is with great pleasure to welcome you to the show, Stacy. Great to be here, Pat. Thank you for coming up to me after that event and, and sharing that experience, and somehow we agreed upon the idea that it would be really helpful for you to share your story, so I appreciate that. The whole point of this conversation today is going to be to share your journey and help others who most likely won't have the same symptoms or diagnosis as you, but rather to expose and explore the similarities that many people find during a time of being undiagnosed or misdiagnosed and what they can do about it. And so with that, if you would share your journey with us. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks so much. The journey was was actually, it, it, it actually, I thought, came on rather quickly, but as I look back on it, it probably was coming on for quite some time. I had a car accident in, in 2009. I, I fractured my L1 vertebrae, which is up fairly high, more more almost in the middle of your back. I uh, was laid up for a while, but following the accident, I had six weeks off. I healed very well, I thought. I got back to business. You know, I'm a very athletic person, so I just got back to working out. Um, at this time, I was 29 years old and got back to working out, and everything seemed to be going great until about two years later. <laughs> um, suddenly, what happened is I was doing an at-home workout, um, you know, one of the normal ones, pretty intense, but um, I actually ended up injuring my shoulder. My shoulder um, was just kind of like, I guess it was a, um, I don't know, they called it like a hairline type fracture. 
of my um, of my rotator cuff. So I was down for a while. You know, it seemed like every exercise I did hurt my shoulder, even if I wasn't using my arm. It just was hurting it. So I stopped, you know, working out for a while. Um, and it was a good while. You know, I'd say, you know, two months or so. Um, suddenly some strange events started happening. My my feet and my legs started really hurting me. By three months, I was, you know, just taking some leisurely walks in the evening, but nothing too serious because everything was hurting my shoulder. You know, if my arms moved back and forth when I walked, that hurt. So, you know, I was just trying to, you know, do some gentle stuff and uh, get back to my routine. And these feet were doing something really odd. I mean, it was like it just my heel started to hurt. And I couldn't figure out what the heck it could be. I mean, I just thought, this is so weird, um, you know. So I started on this exploration to try to figure out what was going on, like wh- what was happening. And that was it started out of the first of, of many doctors. What, what happened was is I, I went to the doctor, and it was around the back of my heels. So they diagnosed me the very first time around with Achilles tendonitis. I'd never even really heard of it, but, you know, it made sense. You know, it was right around where the Achilles tendon was, and they thought it was very strange, though, from the get-go, that both of my feet hurt at the same time at the same place. So what ends up happening is, um, you know, I, I get diagnosed with that. You know, I rest. I do physical therapy. From day one, my physical therapist just didn't think it was Achilles tendonitis. Um, well, he sent me back. And we start the journey on the, with the MRI and the testing. We do some x-rays and, and, and MRI, and they can't find anything. So I, I go to several other orthopedics in the same practice. You know, this guy says, you know what, maybe we could send you over to this guy. He, he more specializes in feet. Or this guy specializes in this particular area of the foot. I end up going to a podiatrist in another, a whole other um, practice, doctor, you could tell, very knowledgeable, and he just said, there's nothing structurally wrong with your feet. He said, it's coming from upstairs, honey. He said, it's co- I think it's coming from your back. He said, the only time both feet are hurting like that at the same time, in the same place, is usually when it's it's coming from an area of your back. Well, I had never even heard of such a thing. So this goes to tell you, you know, how unknowledgeable I was at the time. Apparently, this is a very common deal, you know, your back causing foot and leg pain. But, of course, I didn't have leg pain. I just had some feet issues, bad feet issues. Um, to the point now, by this point, I could barely walk. Um, it was really getting bad. Um, I was in a sales job. So I was, I was running around a lot, you know, I was knocking on doors and I was in and out of my car and it, it was to the point where I was just triple. It just kept going and going and going <laughs> up until about 15 doctors. Um, I, I started, you know, the journey with the back doctors, you, you know, the doctors that are supposed to specialize in your back because this podiatrist told me to do that. So that journey was much the same as the orthopedist journey where it was like, well, this doctor specializes in this. This doctor might know because he specializes in this. And then it started getting into, it was getting so strange because I was having some, like, radiating pain in different little areas here and there of my legs and feet. 
they started doing nerve testing and, and, you know, nerve specialists and EMGs and things like that. So as, as that went on, I was going downhill fast. Um, at this time, I'm now 31. Um, I officially uh, went on disability from work um, because I could barely walk. Um, it, it was so bizarre. And I was getting tingling and strange feelings in my legs. I mean, you know, I'm going to all these nerve doctors. They're, you know, they're, it's not quite like fibromyalgia. It's not quite like this or it's not quite that. I just didn't seem to fit into a neat little box. I went to several chiropractors. You know, they just could not figure it out. I started acupuncture with my chiropractor. I guess midway through this deal, um, I'm waiting at this point. Now three months into my disability, I'm waiting to get a spinal cord stimulator put in my back. Um, it is uh, a numbing agent uh, because nobody knew what it was by this point. Um, I'm at Georgetown University Hospital. I made the appointment, and it's all set. You know, they're going to put this thing in my back because they don't know what it is. I've really kind of succumbed to the fact that this is going to happen, but I just wasn't quite ready to give up. Um, you know, people were giving me books on chronic pain, and it was strange. This doesn't really like me, but I refused to read them. I, I thought, no, I, I, you know what? This is not chronic pain. And for some reason in my mind, I, I wouldn't believe it. So I guess <laughs> as this goes on the, to where um, a friend of mine just gets me a good old-fashioned massage. She picks me up and gets me into this masseuse. And says, you just need a massage. Why don't you just get a massage? You're miserable. Let's just do this. I, this is my gift to you type of thing. You know, good old girlfriend. So I go into this masseuse. You know, I start telling her about what's going on with me. And she says, oh, I got a guy, you know. And I think it's just another guy. He tells me who it is. It's a chiropractor uh, in Reston, Virginia. She said that he's much different than anyone else. And I said, oh, sorry. You know, I've been to so many of those. Um, I just... Uh, uh, you know, I, I just don't think I just don't think it's it. She said, "Just just do me a favor and just do the consultation. What do you have to lose?" So she was right. I did. Uh, I didn't have anything to lose, so I met an, made an appointment with him. He looked at me and um, did some testing, and he said, "Yep, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have you walking within a month." I said, "Oh, wait, wait." So. You understand that I, I'm getting ready to have a surgery to, to get a spinal cord stimulator in my back to numb my feet and legs. Um, so how sure are you? <laughs> and he says, oh, my, oh, my, honey, I, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you that I will have you walking in a month. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I said, what is this? What, what do you mean? I, I, I don't understand. You know, I've, I've, been to, I've been to 15 doctors and 14 doctors and five chiropractors. And he said, he said, you have something called subluxation in the L5 region of your back. That is the crossroads or, I guess, you know, where everything comes together. Very um, instrumental in helping you to walk, to move. And, yes, you're having most of your pain in your feet, but most people do tend to have it in their legs. Um, so that's a little different for you, but you are having the tingling and things, which I suspect um, is likely because your nerves are just so raw from being pressed on mm -hmm. up in that region. And uh, he said, well, I do a, a type of chiropractic called the activator method. Mm -hmm. And 
it's um, it's the touch method. What it basically um, the premise of it is when you touch one area of the body and go down to the feet. So let's say, for example, he touches my right shoulder. Well, he would immediately go down to my feet. And if there is an issue or if something is misaligned in my right shoulder, my feet will flinch about a half an inch as a natural reflex. So it's almost the body's way of telling you there's an issue. If your feet move up about a half of an inch, he knows there's something in that area that's problematic. Well, there were a lot of areas that were problematic in my back, but, you know, my hips were misaligned. Everything was just out of alignment. And he suspects it's because that old shoulder, you know, I had the shoulder issue going going on, and you know what? All of a sudden, my, my whole right side started becoming weak because I wasn't using it anymore. Well, I already had this tendency towards the back issue because I had had a broken back, fractured back, whatever, right. you know, you want to call it. Um, and I had this tendency, things were getting weak down there already. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the perfect storm. Yep. Once your feet do that flinch or that reflex, um, he then clicks with a little, it looks like a little gun, but it's very non-evasive, not painful at all. <laughs> and he clicks your muscles back into place. And the idea is, that after you continue to go, you know, for, you know, I was in treatment for about four months, um, but I slowly started weaning myself off. You know, he said, okay, once a, uh, three times a week, then two times a week, then once a week. And then finally, I, you know, I was good to go. That's when your muscles start remembering where to go again. They say, oh, I'm in the right spot again. Okay, I remember that. I'll stay there. That's how it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Um, within six months, I was doing Zumba. I was lifting light weights. I actually had a little bit of a brief relapse when I started, stopped exercising. I had a, a, my job was getting very demanding and once again I I stopped exercising for a little while and this relapse started to come into the mix. I started having some issues again and by that time I was only going to him maybe once a month or so. Well, he recommended do yourself a favor and get into Pilates. And I didn't know what Pilates was. I thought it was glorified yoga. I just thought it was a mat. And he said, no, 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 no. I, I want you to go to a Pilates studio that has machines called reformers. You lay on them. It's very, very, very easy on the joints. Basically, you do resistance training on this little machine that you lay on. He said that's going to keep your core strong, which is in turn going to keep your back strong and going to prevent this from happening again. So um, it's been quite the journey, and I've, I've learned a lot, but I, I am just, I guess, mystified <laughs> that it, it was such a long journey and, and did take so much, but very grateful for, for the, the doctors that came into my life later on. Oh, I'm sure. That's that's a heck of a journey for something as common as as basically your 
back being out of alignment. A subluxation is a minor misalignment of the spine, which causes nerve interference. And so many of us, so many people have that, I would imagine. And as, as you were speaking, I took a couple notes. And, and the first thing I thought was the heel bones connected to the backbone. I mean, yes. <laughs> these are things that we need to recall that everything is interconnected. And the more you spoke, I took another note that just said the more specialized a healthcare provider is, the narrower the focus. Correct. And so, you know, they're only trained to know that tiny little spot and can't see the whole picture. And I'm kind of surprised that it took that many chiropractors to figure that out. And maybe some of our listeners will recall, we used to have a chiropractor on our show with regularity, Dr. Rodiger, Tad Rodiger out of Chardon in Ohio. And he uses the activator method, which is just so non-invasive. There's no snap, crackle and pop going on. It's just that little activator mechanism. And like you say, you lay down on your stomach and he puts your feet up in the air and he could see if one's longer or shorter than the other. And apparently through training knows where to find the spots and the trigger points. So yeah, I think we just need to be able somehow to take a broad paintbrush picture of all this. But if you're not a healthcare provider, how would you have known this? You wouldn't, you know, and um, it, it, it's so funny that, that you made mention of, you know, the hip bone connected to the mm-hmm. heel bone and all of that. Cause that was actually the joke that the running joke we had going I'm not knocking doctors. I think medical doctors are wonderful and you need to have them in this world. And and I'm very thankful we have them. However, it seems like we seem to be moving into um, into a world where there are many specialists, but not many doctors who are able to um, have a broad focus Mm -hmm. on the entire body itself and how it all works together to help you to move. You know, if I did have to kind of look back on it all. One of my hopes is that, that one day we can become more integrated somehow with our medicines and with our doctors and, and that everybody can work together to maybe have a more integrated focus on health because the body is very, very, very interconnected and the nervous system is a huge, huge key factor in many things that happens in your body. I mean, I was undergoing a lot of as well when this issue happened with my back. What, the way my chiropractor described it is there's a misfire in my nervous system that was causing my back to not move like it was supposed to. I, when I turned to the right, my L5 didn't move to the right with me and it didn't come back with me. It was a misfire. The nerves that were sending messages and signals to my back were not doing what they were supposed to. They weren't sending the right signals, and they do attribute that I was in a a very, very traumatic time in my life, very stressful time, and uh, personally and professionally. So um, certainly that was part of the storm, you know, and subluxations many times are thought to be caused from nervous system imbalances Mm -hmm. as well, you know. And the fear is somebody goes in with a set of symptoms and when you can't find any answer to that, then they're treated with antibiotics or surgery or, or just labeled as a kook or, you know, psychotherapy when, when really the solution can be simple. So with that in mind, do you have any suggestions for someone who thinks that they're either misdiagnosed or undiagnosed? What can they do to avoid this 14 doctors and five chiropractors later? I absolutely recommend First of all, never giving up, never giving up hope. With this in mind, with with that spirit of hope, I do recommend that 
you do be open <laughs> to trying many different types of doctors, to be open to trying different types of treatments. I, I kind of failed to mention, I'm going to digress just briefly here, um, but I failed to mention that after my relapse, I met with my chiropractor and I, I just, I wasn't, the relapse, I just wasn't finding any help by this when he was helping me, but it was still happening. I ended up going to a physical therapist with the knowledge that I have now, I'm equipped with knowledge now at the time of my relapse, with the knowledge that I have, so she was able to say, oh, okay, I know what's going on now. The first step identifying, but she didn't have to do that. I told her what was going on. Well, she actually identified some things that he didn't, just a few simple things that he didn't notice that was also causing an issue. She actually um, began working with my hips a little bit more than what originally I did the first time around, and she began strengthening that area, and she recommended Pilates as well. So with those two, with those two recommendations, found an amazing Pilates instructor and began working with all three of them. Um, granted. Hey, I know what everybody's probably thinking. Oh, well, it must be nice to have money. Well, certainly this does cost money, and I didn't have it. Um, I, I don't. I didn't have it. Um, I I took a leap of faith. I'm in some debt still from it. I got to tell you, it was worth every penny. At least I'm I'm a healthy healthy Stacy now. You know, just to bring it around is the key is to being open to many different types of treatment and never giving up hope that somebody knows. Yeah. Somebody knows. And they're going to find it. Right. Don't take yes as the first answer. Don't take no as the first answer. And to keep seeking, I agree. So many of the folks I speak with, well, my doctor said this. Well, first of all, doctor's not God. And secondly, one doctor doesn't have the answers to everything. So, I right. mean, and that's not, that's not slamming anybody. That's just a fact. I mean, they're only human. And so with that in mind, do you have any suggestions or advice that you would give to a healthcare provider who is having a difficult time pinpointing with accuracy a diagnosis? My suggestion would be much the same to them, to be open-minded, to not be afraid to refer to alternative treatments. Many doctors don't have a lot good to say about chiropractors, yes. and chiropractors don't always seem to really have much to say about medical doctors, mm -hmm. and both of them think they're right, and physical therapists aren't ever, they're never, they never really trust chiropractors all the way. I guess if I had any suggestion uh, to me the medical field is to really, really not discount alternative therapies. Things are starting to, they're starting to learn about more about alternative therapies and it's, it's okay. I just want them to do what's best for their patients and I would suggest with that in mind to do their best. They're not getting uh, the right help for their patients or they aren't able to solve the issue to not be too proud to say, let's try this. Right. That's, that's where I stand with that. I fully agree with that assessment, yeah. Stacy, what a pleasure to have met you and thank you for sharing your story with our listeners because I think it's these real life, wow, this happened to just a regular person. It can happen to me and it does happen to so many people. So to take Stacy's words, seek additional counsel and not be afraid to explore and don't take the first answer. What a pleasure to have you. I so appreciate it. Oh, you're wonderful, Pat. Thank you so much.
Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. Hi there. I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, the voice of Mrs. Green on the airwaves. Mrs. Green's world is a global movement of ideas and actions made up of people who care about their own health and the health of this planet. If you're interested in things like clean water, clean air, clean oceans, or would like to know more about just what it means to live a sustainable life, you will love to hear what our guests from all over the world have to say. Please visit our website at mrsgreensworld.com to learn more and to become a part of our world. Well, there you have it. Lots to think about and plenty to share with others. And to do so, simply head over to the website, speakupandstayalive.com, where you can listen to today's show again and hear previous episodes all under the Radio Archives button. And while you're there, visit the shop page to get a copy of the life-saving book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, Your Hospital Survival Guide. And for more of my books, visit amazon.com. Type my name in the search bar, Patricia Rulo, R-U-L-L-O, and you will find some other goodies. Now, if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area, listen to the show every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on WHKW AM 1220, as well as on WHKZ AM 1440. And tune in again every Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. Same show, but on WHK AM 1420. We're also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SpeakUpTalkRadio.com, and about 50 additional online venues. So uh, no excuse to miss a single episode. And if you just need more of me, invite me to speak to your group, club, church, business, or hospital. My presentations are fun, fast-paced, informative, and life-saving. And I can guarantee this, no one falls asleep on my watch. Visit speakupandstayalive.com for more information. Email me at pat at speakupandstayalive.com or call me and leave a message on the radio studio line 440-725-5462. That is 440-725-5462. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice.